Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I've been looking over some information, problem solving, solutioning, ideas, and thought processes. This is the question. Sit back and relax because it's going to get serious, significant, pinpointing things and looking at ideas that people are tossing around as ways to solutions. The question is, why don't rich African-Americans live in their original neighborhoods to help improve the social situation with their tax tax dollars? So this this is an African-American asking, why don't rich African-Americans move back to their move to poor neighborhoods and help that neighborhood by living in that neighborhood with their tax dollars? And we have a lot of answers, people responding to this. So let's go ahead and get started. And and I'm wondering, have you all ever thought that those of you that are African-Americans thought that people that African-Americans that are wealthy or rich should come back to the hood and live in it and and that could help change it? You know, does it help change it? Will it help change it? Or will it... Will there be more harm? Will there be more harm than good if that happens? So this is, I'm going to read this one first. And this one states, this person, he states, this is an African-American. And they state male. And he states, I'm not a rich African-American, but presumably if the question is asking why rich African-Americans don't live in poor or struggling neighborhoods to try to improve the neighborhoods is for the same reason rich, rich white people don't live there either. Such neighborhoods often have greater concentrations of societal ills like crime and who would want to live there if one could get out. Now this person, this other African-American guy answers him and says, but if more and more wealthy people will live there, security forces will force would be forced to do a better job to keep these neighborhoods safe. It's easier and safer maybe to move to an already peaceful and nice place, but is it really but is it really a good idea? People stigmatize certain areas because they're inhabited by minorities, but if more affluent minorities live there and demand their civil rights, these communities could prosper. Where did I where did I hear that black communities were more efficient and protected under segregation systems because they all work to improve their situation together, the rich, the poor, and the in-between. Now, so that thought process is that he feels that if if African-Americans that are rich or wealthy move into the black neighborhoods, that poor neighborhoods that 
it will bring that protection will come and crime will be low because the rich or wealthy African-Americans will be in the neighborhood like that. Now, in that it will help the neighborhood somehow come up. I don't think so because we have to look at economics. If, if you, if you have a poor neighborhood, I could be wrong. You all have to fact check. If you have a poor neighborhood and a poor black neighborhood and wealthy or rich African-Americans come live in it, the stores, the gas, the stores, the grocery stores, all the stores in that surrounding area, their prices are going to go up because now you have wealthy people in the area. And plus the taxes will go up in that area because now you have people that are wealthy in that area that can pay more taxes. So what would happen is that those poor people that were in that area would eventually be booted out of it because they will cease to be able to afford it. You can't expect, I could be wrong, to move wealthy African-Americans into a poor neighborhood and the neighborhood continues as it is, but prospers. It, a lot of things will start to change. And eventually, because black people that are wealthy would be there, the housing would go up, the taxes would go up. So the poor people there wouldn't be able to ride off the back of wealthy people being in the neighborhood and using their tax dollars and ability to, to spend money. Those stores would not discriminate that would be selling things that where the price would go up, would not discriminate between the rich and the poor. The prices would go up because the rich are in the neighborhood. So it would eventually where those that were poor were originally in the neighborhood and were able to afford the surrounding area stores, gas, food would not be able to afford it anymore. So they would have to eventually leave or travel to poor, poor areas in the area that they were in originally before the wealthy moved in to try to get a reasonable price for what they were usually buying. I could be wrong, but I feel that that's like common economics. When you move people with money into an area that is poor, the people that, stores and things like that and the price of items are also going to go up things will not just stay the same and also with crime thinking that well because wealthy people have moved into the area that are wealthy african-americans that are accustomed to a type of lifestyle that that means that there will be protection and better police protection and security in the area so crime would drop what it will mean is that the wealthy ones will want protection and will want those that are committing crimes out of the neighborhood and out of the area. And they will want to create those areas into safe places that they would generally be accustomed to if they were not in that area and were in an area that is equal to their status already that is protected and safe. So the area would not be African-American anymore. It would be based on African-Americans that are wealthy and not an African-American poor area. So the African-Americans that are poor would eventually be booted out of the area. If they're alcoholics, if they're making noise, if they're causing the problem, if it's crime written, it, that community will cease to be belong to poor African-Americans and will be, begin to become a suburbs of wealthy African-Americans that can afford it is what would happen. It would change, but the, not change where you could get the poor people that are already in the neighborhood to pretend and behave in a way that the wealthier are behaving, it would change because the poor would eventually be moved out of what was originally theirs. Is the way that I would understand it as happening. Is the way that I would understand it as happening. Now let's look at a little bit more of these answers that the people are stating as solution. As solution here. 
this this person states that there's a lot. This person says, I'm certainly not rich, but I did grow up in a poor inner city, black, Hispanic neighborhood, so I would give a crack at answering. There are many assumptions in this question, which others have already commented on, but a big assumption here that I would answer is the assumption that taxes are going to improve these poor areas. Poor areas are basically extraction zones. Money is pumped out of them and sent elsewhere. Very little of the funds that poor communities provide are returned to them in services. I don't think that's correct. I think that that money is pumped in the poor areas taxes of the people that don't live in the areas their tax dollars go to poor areas and there's usually not a return on that investment and this person also states so being a rich person and moving to a poor area so that you can sit around and be taxed is a waste of time partially because that's an incredibly slow way to change anything and partly because taxes in this case aren't effective Tax revenue is irrelevant when the revenue is spent on irrelevant things. There's also the fact that poor neighborhoods are extremely stressful places to live in. The quality of life in inner cities is horrible. This is not because the people in those areas are bad. They aren't, with rare exception. The inner city environment itself is just bad. It's not necessarily... So this person is stating that the, the areas themselves aren't bad. The inner city or poor neighborhoods are bad. Is the infrastructure is bad. The other person was stating that they feel that they would hope that the, the wealthier African-Americans will move into the area so that it could bring protection and it could bring down crime. So we have to get in alignment, which, which is the truth. Is it the inter infrastructure in poor areas, black areas that is, that's bad, or is it the crime which is committed by people that is bad? Is, is, or is it both? Now, because you have to admit the truth in order to come up with a solution. You have to. You know, so this person is 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 talking about gentrification, which is what I mentioned. Another problem with being wealthy, this is another person answering. Another problem with wealthy or the well-off moving back to those neighborhoods is gentrification. Yeah, they can make it a nicer place to live and pretty it up, but then the cost of living there will rise pricing the original residents out of their own nice neighborhood, hardly fatter them at all. That's what I stated. If the wealthy move back to those areas, yeah, it'll be nice, it'll be pretty, but the poor people will have to go because they will not be able to afford the housing. They will not be able to afford to live, to, to buy from those stores because those prices are going to go up in those areas. Services for that neighborhood will go up because you have people that, are not, not, that now can afford to pay more than what was paid before. Or can you get the wealthy in there and they pay what the poor were paying? And then the neighborhood would not thrive. It's like, it, it's, it's when change, it's like, you have to understand when you move this, you move that. You can't move this and this stay the same and think you're going to build a foundation from that sameness. Everything starts to move itself around and shift is what it is. And this person also says gentrification isn't an answer. What is needed is programs to lift the people who live in these areas out of their never-ending cycle of poverty and despair. Help them become more productive members of society through counseling, education, and job training so that they can get jobs that can help them afford to move out of these areas. This is not, this is not something that can be re 
remedied overnight or maybe not even in one or two generations. So is, what do you all think? What do you all think about that? You know, and this person has a pretty good point. This, this is an African-American guy. And he states, as another poster pointed out, many rich African-Americans grew up in middle class or affluent neighborhoods. Most African-Americans today are no longer poor. However, there is still more poverty per capita among African-Americans than the general population and middle class blacks as I grew up in a more fragile economic situation than their white counterparts. I think you need to look at what it takes for someone of any race that grows up in a lower socioeconomic environment to get some real social economic mobility. It often means that they have to turn themselves inside out and cut a lot of old ties. So he's stating that for to create a change in poor African-American communities, they have to cut ties with their associates in that African-American community because they will have to leave the African-American community as opposed to thinking that affluent or rich or wealthy African-Americans will move into the community. It will not be about bringing them back into the community. It will be about cutting ties with that community if you want to get out of that type of lifestyle. Because that's what people that, if they start to make money, they're gonna, the first thing they're going to do is get out of those communities like that. Just like if you have a middle class person, a middle class person, the first thing they're going to do is that when they rise above middle class is they're going to leave the middle class neighborhood and want to be in an upper middle class neighborhood. The upper middle class person, when they rise above upper middle class, they're going to go to a wealthier neighborhood. Something rarely do people stay. People always move and evolve with their social status. This person is also stating the same person. There is also a lot of stuff they can do for their old communities besides pay taxes. As a group, so taxes aren't going to th change things as much as people think they are. Because you can pay, put, there's always been in the United States tax dollars sifted into neighborhoods, and the neighborhoods still haven't changed. It's still not benefiting the neighborhood. So that's obviously not the solution, you know. There's also a lot of stuff they could do for their old communities besides pay taxes. As a group, self-made wealthy people do not identify much with what the government does and avoid taxes when possible. Definitely. Every, I've stopped paying mine. And I'll deal with the consequences of the, what that could signify. Like that. What's the worst thing could happen? You go to federal prison? That's the nice prison, right? A year of federal, that'll be like a vacation. Now, is that alone may take them away from their roots. A lot of poor areas are expensive for someone that is affluent. So because poor areas had the highest taxes, that's what I've heard. Hyde Park, Kenwood is an interesting neighborhood, which is rather affluent and mostly black, but sometimes cited as an example of successful integration. Some of the nearby neighborhoods are rather poor. You have a lot of black doctors, lawyers, small businesses, small business owners that serve poor neighborhoods that have that live in HPK, which is where Obama owned a home for years and near where his presidential library would be. I think a lot of rich African-Americans feel a real obligation to stay rich and to try to raise their children in, in a way that preserves family affluence long term. So he's stating that he feels that a lot of African-Americans that are, are rich or wealthy, they want to stay that way and they want to create a generational wealth within their family. So they're not thinking about going back 
to those living situations. If they grew up in a challenging neighborhood, they know firsthand just what the obstacles were they had to overcome and the risks they faced in that environment. They tend to pick neighborhoods where they can function as a rich person and feel comfortable. Because, yeah. Rich people need things in a residential area many others do not. Rich people often make more extensive use of legal and financial services than the rest of us. Oftentimes, for rich folks, it is very valuable, and they put a real premium on convenience. Rich people often run their own businesses. They need to think not only about where they might want to live, but where the key employees they want to hire want to live. Rich people are often attracted targets for theft and kidnapping, so security is a real consideration. Rich people may want to enjoy their money and want to want to be near kinds of services and stores only other rich people can afford. A lot about Siri, a, a lot about Siri's upward mobility is creating and maintaining connections. There are people that get rich serving poor communities they grew up in. That is relatively rare. Many of those upwardly mobile have to learn to operate in communities very different than where they came from. I'm white, but grew up in a community in the lower third of social economic status in the U.S., probably lower fifth of over 80% white communities. When I started working and going to college, just my accent carried real stigma to it. For many African Americans, their dialects are more extreme. Clarence Thomas grew up speaking Gula language. Wikipedia is the reference point, and his relatives strongly discouraged him from getting too attached to it. I know in my case, my accent comes right back if I visit the area I grew up. Mine also, when I'm from the South, I also, but my accent is prevalent whoever I'm speaking with, especially when I get excited or emotional, you can tell that I'm from the South. I also lived in mostly black neighborhoods much of my early adult life, he states, which is where a lot of my exposure to more affluent blacks come from. So he's a white guy that lived around affluent blacks. And this person that, that also stated, the, made the comment about if African-Americans that are fluent or wealthy or rich move back to the neighborhood, it will provide safety and security to those neighborhoods. He's answering this guy's question. And he states, while I understand the need to preserve your self-made wealth, I don't understand how living in the same neighborhood you grow up in would damage them. Of course, they could do much more than pay more taxes, but I think presence in mix is also important. You don't need to abandon your roots to keep rich. What is functioning as a rich person? That being said, sadly, this new rich attitude happens a lot everywhere. I'm disappointed. So he feels that black people that are rich can, can maintain generational wealth and live in the hood and live around people that are poor. And that he doesn't understand what functioning as a rich person means. It means that people that are wealthy, they go to places that wealthy people usually go to. They network amongst people that are like them for work and socializing. If they are to go and live in a black area, that, that area was seized. If they live in a black area that is poor, that even though they are black people themselves, but they are from a different status. That black area that is poor would cease to, to belong to those people that are there originally because they would come in with their own rules of behavior. And a lot of poor black people don't want to change that, how they live. You can't expect to have the money and the, the affluence that money could bring but not be able to change your mindset and live amongst people that are fluent and that have a changed mindset and have different expectations. I could be wrong. I don't feel that that's the, the way. I don't feel that that's going to solution anything. 
my personal opinion, which could most definitely be wrong because it's only it's, it's only my opinion, is that if people that are African American that are rich and 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 don't assume that African Americans that are rich or wealthy is first generation or is new rich or wealthy. All African Americans were not raised poor and were not born poor. Stop believing what you see on TV like that. Is I feel that what you want to believe about a group of people as of all groups of uh, that uh, everybody that is black has had that same experience. They have not. I feel that if African-Americans that are rich or wealthy, and this is just a feeling. So it's worth a grain of salt. Or you could take it like one that, that choose to do anything for the black community. It will always have to go along the lines of education, teaching them to be different, teaching a different mindset, teaching something opposite than what they're uh, accustomed to. And through experience and what we see, black people fight like hell against that, against their thoughts being interfered with for the sake of change. And some of them can believe change can come without them having to make those type of sacrifices of change. There's no way you're going to get around change. And you can't expect other people to change and put them in areas where they like putting them over let's put you all here and and that's no no with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.